This week on the Pushable Loaf Podcast, we talk about an article on artificial sweeteners, the news about trans athletes, and the reality of what a personal trainer could be earning. Three, two, one. Your pizza was terrible, Dan. <laughs> Guys, <coughs> excuse me. Wow. No, it got me. You got me. You've caught me off guard. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to the Push Poor Legs podcast with myself, Damique. And me, Tom Hall. Yeah, it was supposed to be a quiche, so it, quiche? Really, it really did look bad. Yeah. Yeah. The t- <laughs> did t- did t- you say that on the, on the story? FYI, no, I Dan. Oh, you didn't. I thought it was meant to be a pizza, but I, I went for the uh, B option. Just to annoy me? Yeah. No, no, because I was like, I thought it was going to be like uh, a really deep pie. I thought it was a really deep pan pizza, like, but as like a deep pie kind of thing. Imagine yeah. if it was just like pastry and then you put all the, imagine all pizza toppings, just cheese, melted cheese, like tomato, pepperoni and stuff, just sitting in a, a case of a pastry pie. Pastry bowl, Yeah. <laughs> Would be absolutely phenomenal, as far as I'm concerned. And then Dan's was like, "Oh, it's all nice and flat." And yeah, yeah, what? it wasn't. Um, it wasn't <laughs> great to be fair. Mike won that video. Will be out soon for that. <laughs> oh, was that yeah, Mike's? Mike. Oh, to be fair, I thought it was either. This probably doesn't bode well for Mike. I thought it was either Isabel or Laura. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it doesn't bode well for me because I think he beat me. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's on your Instagram, so people will be trolling you. Normally, so that's yeah. always what happens, isn't it? <laughs> my life at the moment, yeah, so it's good. all good. Mm. It's all good, mate. But yeah, anyway, never mind. Yeah, be, so uh, yeah, you what? went up to you went up to Lodo. Yeah, week. Lodo. The video well is going to be out tomorrow, Thursday, five pm. Um, yeah, we went to Lodo. We had a great time seeing the the guys up there. Um, and yeah, really fascinating to hear some of the things they got in the pipeline and stuff as well. They they've got like a new brownie mix out, which was like. 65 calories per portion of brownie and I swear to god they're the best low calorie brownies I've ever tried. You know when you try low calorie brownie you're like just yeah, shit it's not a brownie is it? These were like dense chocolatey like like really good like not like you would imagine them to be. Um so that's coming out soon and yeah just learning a bit more about the company and the guys there and stuff and and, and how well they're doing which is which is good and like you say we got asked to go and we got some free stuff which is always yeah. nice isn't it to get I'm some incredibly free- jealous. Are they not listeners of the show? Jeez, no, they're not, mate. They're only also, what? as well, they, they only really help people who diet occasionally, so you're out the window. Wow. No. I mean, I help my clients diet. I don't help myself. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, no, it's, 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 it's great. Like, it really is good. Like we said, they made us quiches, pizzas, um, all sorts of stuff. We had to do a food challenge as well where we had to, like, we had to answer questions and whether it was the right or wrong answer, we had some topping put on our pizza for us or we cho- chose it ourselves and it was like, not good. Not good. You can imagine. But yeah, that's all on the video, so I'm not going to release the, the I might actually watch that one. Yeah, it was it was not great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was it was good to go up there and, and see how it's all done. Um, so yeah, that video will be out and then, um, like I said, I think the brownie mixture is out in a couple of weeks and I know there's a couple of listeners have already messaged me about it, so I'm sure they're looking oh, forward really? to it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they do look really good. They really, really work good. I mean, if the decent will shout about on here, I mean, mm. be fine. <laughs> we don't yeah. mind that, do we? We don't mind if a product's decent. Well, that's um, it, isn't it? Like, it's not like it's not like we're pushing supplements that don't work. <laughs> it's literally a food. If you want it, you want it. If you don't, you don't. It's you know, at the end of the day, you get the food out of it, so it's fine. Um, 
Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie, it is expensive. Like, it is for what it is. Um, but again, it's the whole thing of, like, Halo Top's expensive for what it is, but then you think people spend £4.50 for a pint of beer yeah. and don't think anything of it. And it's like, well, you can't really, you know, again, it's just about priorities, really. If you want it and you want low-calorie, tasty food, then you'll buy it. More, so, ca- more calories in a pint of Halo Top than a pint of beer, mate. Uh, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, pick pick wisely, everybody. Pick so. wisely, guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just saw an interesting study the other day, actually. Menno Hanselman's talked about it, about alcohol. Um Alcohol is the only macronutrient that if you have more of it, it doesn't actually satiate you. It actually makes you hungrier. You know, if you ate more protein, carbs, and fats, although you eat more yeah. of the calories, you would actually feel full from it and you would be satiated. Actually, alcohol has the opposite effect, which is yeah. why it's not great when you're dieting because it doesn't actually benefit you in any way, shape, or form. Whereas if you had like a refeed day and you had more carbs, you would actually feel fuller from it. Whereas if you drink, you don't feel fuller from it, so it doesn't actually negate the effects of dying. Wow. And there's the fun fact of the show, guys. We might as well just cancel on that. Right, just stop now. Eh? That's it, mate. That's, it. That's the show. Done. Four minutes. See I'll just pass on all this information. All you binge drinkers out there. <laughs> waste of time. I mean, yeah. I was drinking wine on the weekend, so obviously it doesn't well, matter. That's you, mate. Yes, that's yeah. what you do, mate. At the weekends, you just go nuts for it, don't you? <laughs> we know this about you. Go nuts. I went to Home Slice again on uh, Saturday. You saw, mate. Yeah, saw and but I only yeah. but me and Vicky shared a pizza. I wasn't with my uh, university boys, so uh, I didn't have my own. So I, I was a little bit more. So that left me enough room to go and have a bubble waffle, which was incredible. So it was good. I have no idea what the calorie count was, but I had a yeah, bubble waffle with triple chocolate ice cream, chocolate sprinkles, and about three Oreos crushed up in it. It's pretty good. It sounds amazing. Pretty good. It was nice. But yeah, let's go fitness talk instead, mate. Um, we did have a, um, just in t- regarding third space, I don't know where you saw it. A lot of people, and Steve Orton uh, has posted about body power, um, just to raise people's interest. Um, third space we will have an education stage at body power i believe either the friday or the saturday and we'll be more confirming about that myself and obviously regular guests of the show just josh silverman will be doing a bit of speaking if if people want to find out where we are when we are we'll be there all weekend i i know um i know i'm going up on the friday and staying over doing stuff on a saturday unsure on the sunday we'll see what happens um depends where dan's gonna be to be honest um, yeah, but we'll be speaking. If you want to go, come and hear us chat. More panel work, I, I assume. So it'd be fun. It'd be really fun. I'm going to just get a load of questions from Dan, no doubt. Mm. Um, which is I might just be, troll you, yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun, wouldn't it, mate? Uh, yeah. <laughs> who knows? We should probably do some sort of live show or a recording of the podcast whilst we're there, um, I think. We'll try and get that set up. And we'll have Josh and we'll probably have Mike there. So, mate. Yeah, whole squad. I reckon we'll probably be, we might be going on the Friday. Don't know if we're going for the whole weekend because well, I'll, I'll be definitely there on the Friday. So we can, def- much, we so. can do something then, hundred percent. So if you want to catch all of us on the Friday, when is it? It's I've got it in my diary. Eleventh of May is the Friday. Eleventh, twelfth, or tenth to twelfth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, maybe. I'm pretty sure it's around there. So hundred percent, we will be there on the eleventh. Well, the first two days, the Friday and the Saturday. Um, I will be speaking on the Saturday. I'm assuming. Which is cool. Really, thank you for the opportunity, Body Power. And uh, yeah, it'll be fun. Um, right, mate, we've got some interesting topics. They're a little bit, I don't know, they're quite big, if I, as far as I'm concerned. The, the next two are kind of, uh, I don't know, touchy subjects, 
but we don't know. Just... That's not like us, mate. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll just go in, recklessly speculate, just make decisions and opinions. That's what that's what we're here for. Um, and you can disagree or agree with us. Don't really mind. So we're open to changing our mind, but as long as it's the same as our opinion, we're all right. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go, go and rant about us on your own podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so this was obviously Gymshark. So I want to shout out to, I think it was Jack that uh, sent me this. Um, obviously Gymshark, very, 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 very popular um, clothing brand for gym goers. I believe Dan owns a, a fair few leggings. Yeah, not anymore, maybe. Maybe I might get rid of them now. <laughs> but yeah, I think they're, they're pretty world-renowned. Um the first guys to do like was it Instagram bodybuilder like I don't know advertising really on uh, on their products, but yeah. they've also there was an, <laughs> a very confusing article that they posted uh, that was sent to us about sugar, mate. So do you want to give us the lowdown on why it was confusing yeah, and they, what was happening in it? The basically the title is is sugar free really better? So then they start with. This might, they might be marketed as healthier, low-calorie alternatives to your favorite sweet treats, but are sugar-free foods and drinks really better for you? We behind the re- we explore the reality behind the hype, blah, 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 blah. And they open up with um, both the American Heart Association and the American Diabetes Association have approved, and then put in brackets, albeit cautiously. <laughs> well, no, they've approved them, mate. Like, what, yeah. How do you know that bit? Artificial sweeteners that are used in sugar-free products um, are basically safe. Um Sweeteners without the calories, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then it says, hold the bus. It's not all sweetness and light. While they might be approved, our bodies and brains have a lot of complex reactions to sweeteners that aren't all that great. Brilliant. Um, so they basically found, uh, a study revealed that sugar-free and diet foods are no more helpful in preventing type 2 diabetes and obesity than their sugary counterpart. Yep, that's because if you don't control for calories, then there will be fucking points. I think, I, I swear we reviewed one of those studies previously, didn't we? And we were like, well, it's stupid because you have to so, calorie match the people. Yeah, so. exactly. I'm calorie <laughs> concern number one is sugar-free causing weight gain. The first concern is that while we may be getting less calories than we opt for sugar-free, we're more likely to replace them through other sources later in the day anyway. Okay. But if you have the sugar-free option, then that means you're still having a portion of the day where you're having less calories. Because if you didn't have them and you just had something sweet, you'd still eat more later on in the day anyway. Um, but then they've, they, they've gone with the old, haven't they? They've gone with the old... This is because eating something labelled as sugar-free tricks our brain into oh, thinking yeah. we can get away with high sugar stuff later in the day. Bullshit. <laughs> the trick of the brain. Oh yeah, magic, magic drinks. It seems that artificial sweetness can change the way the body processes fats and proteins. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> we know it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah. So, I, basically, this fucking nutritional therapist has gone on, gone on, on. Concern number two: Does it mess with our taste buds? Another potential risk is that sugar-free products might actually be changing the way we taste food. Why? Many products that claim to be sugar-free actually contain something arguably much worse than sugar. Artificial sweetness. Oh, my God. Basically, the more sugar-free products we consume, the more we, we crave it and come to expect it. Therefore, we are more likely to then eat sugar later on in the day. No, just keep eating more sugar-free stuff. It's pretty simple, isn't it? If you're craving sugary stuff and sweet stuff, just have more sugar-free stuff, mate. Like, you won't worry about it, will you? Ridiculous. Um... And it's just basically like all this sort of stuff going on, like... Is it safe? Does it change how we see food? And then the last one, concern four, is sugar-free safe? We already know that to make something sugar-free taste decent, other alternatives have to be added. But the question is, is it safe? The truth is, we don't really know. Actually, love, 
we do really know. There's loads of studies out there that now have shown that it's perfectly safe, perfectly legit, and by now we'd know if overconsumption of it caused issues because it's been studied long enough. And, and the fact that the, the, the first line on this says American Heart Association and Diabetes Association have approved it. <laughs> and then, like, just this woman's opinion, like, no fact in this at all. Um, in truth, more and more evidence is showing that certain artificial sweeteners can cause metabolic changes in the body which may contribute to diabetes and obesity. Well, where's the studies? You've just put more and more evidence. Where? Mm. Where? You've not said it. You've not given it anywhere. Um, furthermore, one of the most used artificial sweeteners in diet fizzy drinks, aspartame, aspartame, is particularly linked to abdominal obesity, which in turn is linked to cardiovascular issues such as heart attacks and strokes. Basically, again, using that shitty research that shows that people who are fatter consume more diet drinks yes they're trying to lose weight that's why so it's linked to it by correlation which is ridiculous doesn't mean anything um so yeah just, basically. just to give a bit of background on the person who has done this and i've just clicked on the link where it says find out a little bit more about this person a lady named jane unfortunately she's from actually from essex um What's yeah no so has uh what's her degree in something Nutritional therapy. Well, it's, yeah, but that's diploma. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, nutritional therapy um, and diploma in uh, whatever. So she actually works for the uh, the College of Naturopathic Medicine. Um, and these are the guys. If you type in naturopathic medicine into Google... Um, obviously this is not the most damning research but if you type in evidence based it's, it's quite funny so if you type in naturopathic medicine to Google the first thing that will come up it says pseudoscience and against evidence based research um, brilliant just um, which, is, which is not what we want right um, so these are the guys that it's, it's like homeopathy and that kind of stuff um, generally stuff that's not proved to work yeah um, exactly yeah stuff that doesn't work Tom <laughs> Never mind, not proved to it, mate. It just doesn't work. Like it's proven not work. to work. Like yeah. so ridiculous. Don't. Like Jim Shark have got all the money in the world and all the power yeah, yeah, in the world. Yeah. Have some of the best people. Why? Why? One hundred percent. They could have reached. Martin McDonald would have done that for free. He would have been like, "Yeah, here's a quote. There you go." But it's not <laughs> the, fun. The problem with it is, it's not. Um, it's not um, like scary enough, is it? Do you know? Like it's, no, not, it's scary not scary enough no. to say moderately consume them everything <laughs> right like ridiculous um yeah and, and another thing as well like with the whole with the whole like sweetness thing right no one is sitting here suggesting that they are by and large the best thing ever for you they're super healthy and that you don't have to worry about anything at all with them like if you overconsume them you can sometimes some people get flatulence from them, all that sort of stuff, and it can affect digestion, stuff like that, if you overconsume stupid, stupid amounts of them. What we're talking about here is two to four cans of Diet Coke a day alongside a healthy diet. Fine, absolutely no problem. If you're eating plenty of fruit and veg, and you're eating a calorie-controlled, calorie-balanced diet, and you know what you're doing, two to four cans a day is not going to negatively affect anything, anything whatsoever. Um, I'm sure if people have dieted extremely hard, they'll have they'll be over you know they'll have consumed a lot of sweeteners in their time. And I remember when I came to to diet for shows and shoots and stuff that you um, you can spend weeks eating loads and loads of high fiber veg and loads and loads of uh, diet drinks, and your guts aren't in the best place in the world. I, I'm not going to lie, um, but that's very very temporary and it changes very very quickly. Um, 
it's just ludicrous to suggest how like how you can say all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, and, but the other thing as well that people I, annoys me about these sorts of nutritional therapists and people who talk about like this is that stress plays havoc with someone's gut and digestion, right? Can do. And it's always, a, people always talk about the artificial sweetening and all this sort of stuff. And it's always people who like, just reading the about me of this person who wrote this, right? And this is why I'm saying it. <laughs> yeah, I know, because there's the gut bit. <laughs> like, yeah, like, obviously she's big on gut health, right? And I get it, and I get it. It's fine, it's fine, right? I've spent the last 13 years working in the finance sector in the city of London. And I've witnessed many people wanting to adapt a healthier lifestyle um, to fit around their busy lifestyle. I've seen people suffering conditions like fatigue, insomnia, high blood pressure and anxiety often not connecting them with their diet and lifestyle. It's not probably not not 100% their diet. It's probably the fact they work in London in a high-pressure job. That's probably the sole reason that their diet is poor as well, like one of the reasons. Like we saw it all the time, right, working in London, yeah. all the time. Um, and it's sort of like as soon as you say to these people, take out all this sort of stuff and de-stress, it, it, everything gets better and it's just like it's someone who's got their own version of events of things I have a holistic approach to consultations and all this sort of stuff to review function of all parts of the body like skin complaints, poor digestion, all this sort of stuff. Um, below par detoxification in your liver, they can all be connected. All this sort of stuff. And it's someone who's removed themselves from a stressful job whilst at the same time changing their diet and gone, it's the diet, all the <laughs> diet, 100% it's the diet, Hundred, no, it's not 100% the diet. It's all connected. Like people like that say a holistic approach. It's like, no, like more than likely the environment you're in caused you to have all those emotions that then led you to overeat and eat shit food. Like I see it all the time in London. See it with people all the time. Um, it's just, yeah, ridiculous. Just ridiculous. But yeah, that's anyway, enough. that's enough about that. That's enough about that. Don't see a nutritional therapist. Go see a dietitian. Um, yeah. Or Dan. Talk to Dan. Yeah, but like, like again, looking at that sort of stuff, right? It's the whole thing of the way I would do it is too boring for people. Yeah, it's, it's like too. What? It's, it's I just have to radicalize I just, something. No, no, I just no. have to eat a little bit less and move a little bit more. <laughs> like, you know, like, and it's, I don't know. I just think people really overcomplicate, and it's, and someone like that is always gonna be more appealing to certain people and certain demographics than than I am. And fair enough. Yeah. Um, but she'll probably work with females similar to, similar to herself, you know, so. Be fine. Um, yeah, mate. So that, that closes the door on that, uh, that topic, I think. So interesting. They go against the grain as well, Jim Sharp. <laughs> about 40 followers on Instagram. Like the thing of all the people they've got with millions of followers, she's yeah. like, got no, nothing. Which <laughs> you find odd for Jim Shark. Usually you think they pick someone who's a bit bigger. But. Yeah. She's very strange, isn't it? Oh, just, just an observation. <laughs> just an observation, mate. All right. Um, so we're going to go on to a, a topic that's uh, just cropped up over the last few weeks. I think it's happened over the last couple of years. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what our takes are. Um, I think we probably concur, but we might not. Um, I don't know. Um, it's the, the discussion about trans athletes um, and more to the benefactor is... Uh, male going to female um, and these are athletes we're not saying just yeah, not people but people who want to compete as females but have been or still are males um, in their gender obviously they're not associated what's that? absolutely ridiculous um, yeah 
I'm going to give a, give a little bit of a background before Dan goes <laughs> on one. Okay, so um, there's been a little bit of a pull from I think uh, so Kelly Holmes, Paula Radcliffe, Sharon Davies, all massive like Olympians um, in their own right. Uh, about they would like the IOC, so International Olympic Committee, to research more on the residue. This is this is what we were talking about. It's then sound bad, but it's more it's hundred percent the same as the drug and steroid abuse and how we've said like Dwayne Chambers shouldn't be like racing now because he's had the training benefit of yeah. having a load of like testosterone pumped into him. And the fact is that from my well, probably from what our opinion, as even though they're going through this process and they're they're transferring to female, um, they still have had the previous benefit of training whilst they were male. And that, that previous benefit is ability to gain muscle quicker. Obviously, the, the recovery periods can be a little bit shorter being a male, but there's the, the gain of muscle mass, all that kind of stuff, less fat storage, being able to compete at, well, train at that higher level, pretend my level. So you kind of have the residual benefits from previous accounts of a higher testosterone level, um, which is what we've always said, always said about drugs, right? Um, so for right now, the IOC has guidelines uh, from from male to female transitioners are required to keep their levels of testosterone um, below a certain level. I think it's like ten somethings. I don't know what it is. Ten nanomoles per liter um, of yeah hormone that increases muscle mass. So below a certain level for at least twelve months. So it's only ridiculous. twelve months. That's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like so, I could the... start now get my things down and then I can go compete in a couple of years essentially it's, it's ridiculous because like there's the poor woman um, Casta Semenya yeah Casta Semenya like, is right born a woman born a woman right and, and smokes all the women out of the park right and she might have slightly higher testosterone levels or whatever she again without being like too fucking harsh or whatever mm. she does look more manly than, than a lot of women do right but she was born a woman like yeah. fundamentally born a woman like she had all sorts of tests done on her so someone is allowed to be born a man but as long as they have testosterone levels below a certain number, can compete alongside them with no questions asked. That that poor woman has gone through all these tests and all this, um, all these people can be horrible to her. For what for what reason? Because now you're allowed to say, oh, you're allowed to be a trans athlete as long as your testosterone is under this certain amount. Now that's fine. How is that like? I don't understand how it's allowed. Like, and we can get into these whole fucking political debates. Like, but what if I identify as a woman? I identify as a woman. No. I don't even. I shouldn't even need to have a sex change. I just identify as one. Like, why, why is it? Why is that any different? Why is it any different? Testosterone like, levels, but well, like, yours, but yours are pretty low, so you might be okay. Well, exactly, I'd be alright. <laughs> why? Why should that be a difference? Because some people can be born with slightly higher testosterone levels. Yeah. Like that. Like she is. She's naturally born with them, probably. And like, I just think it's just ridiculous to have this just generic cut off of number. Because I bet you every single one of them is at 9.9, funnily yeah. enough. Like, <laughs> none of them are at 6, are they? No. Um, I just, I, I'm sorry, like, the whole world has gone mad. Like, the political correctness and all this shit has gone mad. You're born a man, regardless if you have a sex change or not, you compete in men's I events. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I don't think it, it does, shouldn't really depend on, as I, even if you're saying, Dan was born a man, but say he would associate as a woman now. But the fact is that you were born a man, therefore... You compete in men's events, even if you associate as a woman. Just or don't compete then. If that's your, 
It's fine. You don't have to compete. Nobody's forcing you to do this stuff. I just think that um, if someone, if someone's, if someone is, what well, if someone, if someone is that serious about wanting a sex change because they are a woman, they think they're a woman, even though they're born a man. If they're that serious about it, then the decision that gets made when you switch genders is you can never compete in a sport again. Like, yeah. what's more important to you, competing in a sport or Ooh. being a woman? Or being a woman? Well, then be a woman. Don't don't. Then you can't participate in women's sport. Like that's just like the rules. Yeah, that's, that's just that's it. You're more than welcome to compete in men's sport. When you're going to get, go and get it chopped off, mate, you hand you know you hand in your athletic <laughs> license there and there. Like, cheers, mate. I just uh, don't. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. Because there's been a few like interesting uh, news stories. So there was uh, there was a footballer <laughs> who played in goal in all like uh, a few of these in Australia. Funny enough, I don't know whether that's a thing, but um, we do have Australian listeners, so let us know. Um, yeah. So there was a couple. There was a, a soccer player. Who was playing like men's goalie, and then like after a year, then suddenly he's outfield, associated as a woman, outfield like absolutely scoring loads of goals, exactly. wonderful. Um, and then there was a, the probably the biggest one was uh, a weightlifter, because um, men do carry more muscle mass, and generally speaking, in in an unclassified event. So where I don't know what the women so the men have 120 kilos plus any anybody above that is you're all in the same category you can be 180 or you can be 122 it doesn't matter you're all apparently the same so the or whatever the women's equivalent is I've got a feeling it's like 105 kilos and the the trans person went in and just absolutely bossed it of course they good they have the residual training as a man for the last 30 years so just Madness. Ridiculous. Oh, yeah, I don't how, really how get it. Even, how that's even allowed is just. And again, this is where like political correctness. It will come back. It will come back round again at some point and normalise. But it's just gone so far the wrong way. Like it is ridiculous. Like I'm, I'm probably people might not agree with me. I don't. Yeah, really I'm care. sure people won't agree with us. But, I don't really um, care. I just, I just feel like when I, it comes I, to sport and winning and and all that and being competitive and all that sort of stuff. Like have your own. Have your own fucking like like are we, are we gonna do? We're gonna have men's, women's, and transgender like as the three now. There's not even gonna be the middle ground. Like it's not even gonna be men's and women's. It's just gonna be whatever you want it to be. And then there'll be like an open event, which is whatever you identify as a dog. Maybe cat, yeah. Whatever, <laughs> that, that's what I was like. All right. Well, what if uh, <laughs> a cat associate uh, like a cat thinks it's a dog? All right. I was growing up with dogs. Can it enter Crofts? Probably yeah. not. Probably not. No. Doubt Ridiculous. It. <laughs> Obviously, it can't say it once then to cross, but shouldn't shouldn't really the right to. Um, very strange. I don't really get it. Um, there's just on the last note on that as well, because there's one thing that has always stuck with me, and it, we've done it in research reviews lately at Third Space, and uh, something from uh, my old professor, like big dog in performance analysis and researching uh, for sports. A guy called Professor Mike Hughes um, was at Liverpool John Moore's review at, for, at some point. Um, but he has probably written a thousand research articles and within that he'd looked at so much sport and he's like analytical okay but he was just like under no circumstances with any of my stuff would I have ever compared men and women within analysis it was like there's no point I was like there's there's so many physiological differences that there's absolute zero point of making these claims and being like that person's the same as that person's like no they're different just 100% yeah. they're, they're physiologically biologically different there's no point it's, the thing is like, like we talked about before it's not even about a muscle mass issue for no. half of them it's, it's, a, it's like a, a bony structure skeletal thing like men are going to be quicker at running just based on the skeleton and, and the fact their hips are narrower Women, women's hips are wider like 
there's so many factors involved in this that that come into it, and it just it's ridiculous to suggest mm. that it would be it, you can compare them. Like he, I'm sure we talked about him before about yeah, like women and men's anatomy and how you just can't they just don't move the same. They just don't move they're the, not same, the same fundamentally so. <laughs> because they're not the same. Exactly, they're not the same thing. Like they're not the same creature, like and all that sort of stuff, and how they move, and how that they do lots of things, and that's fine. Like, why is that not okay? I yeah. don't understand why there's this need to I be. Said, equal no, we have everything. to be. I was like, we're not, we're not equal. There's loads of stuff they do better than men, and vice loads versa. Stuff. Exactly, that's the thing. Um, yeah, very strange. I think we just, yeah, no, we have to be equal at all times. I was like, okay, cool, it's fine. All right, we got our last big topic, essentially, Dan. Gotta rattle through this because this these all these a little bit heavy. I feel a bit heavy show, mate. Um, oh, so. mate, we love a heavy show. <laughs> so we got. I think Phil Lerney has been talking about this, and it, it's been gathering a bit of steam. I feel or for the last I don't know three four weeks, and it's it's just quite interesting and quite damning for the maybe if there's some people who are switching careers and probably listening to us um, or have done. And find it quite tough. There's, we always go back to that um, that stat, wasn't it? Is it something like 90, 95% of the people qualified as a personal trainer are out of the industry within, is it a year, two years, something like that? Yeah, something like that. Isn't something, it? something mad. And we're how many years in? Jesus. How, how have Too we. Too uh, many, really. <laughs> yeah. But so Phil was talking about the actual uh, reality of what personal trainers earn. Obviously, we're not going to divulge what our uh, incomes are. Um, could have looked look us up on company house then you'll probably have to find it so um you can do that can you go and do that with soul trader no no all right well you can see my last year that's about it if you <laughs> want to bit weird if you really want to do that <laughs> it would be a bit, uh, odd. bit odd that's what dan's gonna be doing right now um so. <laughs> i know mate. i know how much that penthouse costs <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was i think it was it was great by phil to like outline this stuff so i think we'll just go through the post because i think it's just a big breakdown about what people actually think that um, obviously people earn and what the average is. So, because there's always the like the six figure fit pro, all this kind of stuff, blah 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 blah. Which um, that was <laughs> laid out. If you want to, before you buy into any six figure fit PT business gurus, to earn six figures net in the UK as a one to one PT, you have to do eight one to one sessions every single day of the year. And charge fifty-seven pounds an hour, and take home all of it, and not pay any tax. <laughs> Good luck. All right. Ridiculous. I've it? done. I've done six sessions today. I was knackered. <laughs> Obviously, I have to record podcasts. I have stuff work to do. Um, I charge more than fifty-seven pounds an hour, but I don't take home all of it. So that's the case. And I don't work every day. And Dan knows that. So yeah. Yeah, I know that for <laughs> sure. At least two to three days. Like I was having this discussion with Vicky. I was like, I think a weekend should be at least three days. Really, you should be four days on, three days off. Four days on, three days off. That's what my fear. We should have that, right? I agree, mate. Hundred yeah, percent. I mean, that's, I think that's what I do anyway. <laughs> I should be an online fitness pro. I think I do. I only work three days. No, I think, two days. I, I think it's no. two days for Dan. I maybe. think I literally only work a day. Dan's yeah. day was this is online PT was record a couple of YouTube videos, record a podcast, go cricket. That's my day okay. today. Yeah, you just have to live, look after a little one. So. Living the dream, mate. It's not like yeah. I've been, you know, been fucking, the, you know, working for eight years, making. <laughs> Every, every single end meet for eight years and get to that point. No, no, no you're fine. Um, Honestly, like, it, people do though. People, I think people assume as well. Like with our, with online, like we've talked about loads of times, haven't we? Right, but it's that whole thing of 
um, oh yeah, you get to do what you want when you want. You don't. Like you really don't. Like, I work every single day of the week. At some point, they'll be doing something I do. Like you know, like you were saying, three days you have at the weekend, you have them off. You're off. You're done. But I'm and not I'm like, really off. That's the case. That I've still would have been like, for example, this month I've been backdating podcast episodes. That yeah. Takes, that's I, that's taken at least six hours of my time over the last week. In theory, that's work. Um, yeah, exactly. But it's like that whole thing about people think that a weekend you just kick your feet up and do nothing. It's like, no, I still work at the <laughs> weekends. Like, program right, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, like even this weekend I was at my brother's. I was like writing a program on Saturday night. I was rec- yeah. editing a video, a YouTube video Saturday night. Like, like, but other people are, are off out in the piss thinking, oh, they've got an easy life. Or something. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, what PTs actually earn. So <laughs> the glamorous earnings of PT on Lucas, obviously the highlight reel that is Instagram. So. A personal trainer earning, say, £65 an hour. Was that the... What rate were you charging when you were at first place? 75 that, What? £75? Yeah. £75, on it. Okay. We started at 65 didn't we? When we first started. I must remember five and a half years ago. No, I think we've always been 75 haven't we? I thought it was 65 No, It doesn't really matter. Move on. It doesn't really matter, mate. I mean, no. what do you charge now? 95 Uh, Yeah. Between... <laughs> between 85 and 105 uh, depend, depending how special we are, um, that just depends on uh, how many buy, and if you're on yeah. direct debit, uh, which is wonderful. Um, yeah, so if you're PT earning sixty, right, charging sixty-five pounds an hour um, compared to someone who perhaps has an office job, about eighteen pounds an hour. So you can break that down. So depending on employment, so payment structure, you're getting tax and national insurance taken from it. So tax income is probably fifty-five pounds eighty-eight apparently. So £17 off for tax, national insurance, £4. From the £65, your, your take-home is actually £43.86. So after tax, national insurance, blah, blah, blah. Um, that's if, if you're doing 25 sessions a week. Okay. So 40% of the hourly rate on average goes to the facility that you work at, depending on even if it's an employed model or a self-employed model. So they take either charge rent per hour or for the space, or they take a certain cut of your session. So that's, say, 20 quid. Um, of the £43 that you take home. So now your actual hour uh, was £23.86. It's pretty good. Um, mm. Still more than an office worker. So if your PT delivers a great service, they probably program or do something around that hour. Maybe we'll call that another hour. So actually the hour, hourly rate is probably about 12 quid. Um, so they're probably, yeah, if you say that, 25 sessions at probably about 12 quid an hour take home but you probably take that to 50 hours based off prep work um, 12 pound an hour crazy right on that breakdown yep when you look at it like that when you look at it like that not fantastic um, and that's where stuff like well I'd say Dan's pr- Dan's probably better at 100% better than me and how he sorts his time and basically being a little bit more automotive with his stuff and having really good systems in place therefore he gets his hourly rate is slightly higher off the stuff he earns um and that's what good systems are right um obviously i'm pretty rapid at writing programs now it doesn't take me an hour to write somebody's program for the next six weeks um 100 not um but obviously it takes time to catch up with them and make sure they know everything what's going on it um but yeah, it's pretty. Just it's just a case of note. If people are thinking about switching careers, etc., that it does take time to actually reap the benefits of it. It might be like it's kind of sticking past that year to two years, and then you're probably a lot better. Um, so we're a hell of a lot better six, seven years in now than when we first started. 
So yeah, definitely. I think I just think with with personal training, it just becomes this thing where people enjoy the gym. They end up enjoying the gym, or they enjoy nutrition, or whatever, and they look at it and think, "Oh, I could do that." Like the pay's all right, or like you know, it seems like it's okay. And it's like people have no idea about the work that, like you said, goes into it. And I think that I'm I'm only where I'm, I am now because I've spent so long working on my craft, learning how to do it, or making mistakes, fucking up. Well, just 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 for a, a point of view, how much when Dan worked for BTN, huh? Uh, how much were you charging? The first client I ever had was paying me £29.95 a month. £20.95 a month. That's yeah. crazy. The amount of, and I know Dan, the amount of stuff he does with his clients, that's crazy. And, and, I, that, and, I, and, I and I you wouldn't I, have had any systems in place. So it wouldn't, no. that would have been a lot of <laughs> work yeah. for 29 quid. Yeah, and, and, it's, and, and like you say, when I look back now and think, well, I, first, I had my first clients when I was working in football. Um, went into online coaching again I always say to anyone going into online coaching do it alongside your job because you can for once then yeah it's not going to be the fucking like laptop lifestyle when you first start out because you're going to do it alongside your job so you work in evenings weekends get used to that because even now I do that even now yeah. Um, but I do it by choice because I want to spend a bit more time with Isabel during the day so, or pick her up from nursery. So therefore, I do work when she's asleep, for example. But the only benefit of online coaching compared to in-person coaching is that you don't have to work as many unsociable hours, potentially. But it's funny because I, I actually choose to work those hours now. Like when I was a PT, I'd be like, oh, I didn't want to do work any evenings. And I work more evenings now than I did when I was a PT. <laughs> like genuinely do. Um, but... The, the original point I was going to make was that people get into personal training and, and want to do this sort of stuff because they enjoy it. It's the, something that they enjoy and it's their hobby and they go, oh, I could do that. It looks like fun. And then as soon as you do it, you realize a year, two years in, you end up fucking hating training because it's your job now. Like, I think there's an assumption for us that like we, that like training and getting your own diet, your own nutrition on point is really, really fucking easy. But actually it's like me saying to an accountant, oh, yeah, but you're an accountant. You love you love accounts. You must do your own at home in the evening. It must be fine. <laughs> Imagine if you're an accountant working nine to five, nine to six, whatever, and then you have to go home in the evening and spend another hour and a half doing your own accounts every single day. That's what the gym becomes. Like it becomes work, it becomes an element of what you do, and you have to film it when you're there, or you have to do something when you're there, or and and I think that people assume that like. It's easy. It's easy because I know what I'm doing when I'm in the gym, for one. But at the same time, it becomes work. Like it's just extra work in the end. Yeah. It becomes. Like I have no motivation to train really, and it's still not really there. I do it because I know it's good for me, and I should do it. But I get away with three times a week minimum now because I just that's all I that's all I do, do and think about with clients. It's the last thing you want to be doing when you get home. And I think that's another thing that people don't realize when they go into PT and or online coaching is there's an assumption that because you love it you're always going to love it and you're going to love it when you do it yourself and it's like there's elements to it that are still a job it's not all fucking like you said get paid 65 quid an hour and you get to train a client and it's all fun and games um which is what i think is perceived on the outside much like i would say well if i'm an accountant you're going to be rich because you're good with the money it's like well no not all accountants are going to be that way because they <laughs> might not be bothered with their own money because they have to do it all the time for other people yeah <clears throat> ridiculous ridiculous chances are i know I train two accountants. They get another accountant to do their accounts. Exactly. Of course they do. Exactly that. Exactly that. It, like, it really is why that. Hell, am I? Doing that? It's like the last thing I want to do. And I wish I could get someone else to go to the gym for me. Genuinely, <laughs> but like, it's like even if even if I got someone to write my programs for me, I'd still be like, Meh. 
it's, it's not really, you still have to go and do the work. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, I've got to go cricket, mate. You've got to go wrap cricket. It up. Just, we're going to wrap right. up. we got essentially three to five minutes because uh, one of my clients, Ali, raised this question to me today and he knows how we do rankings of foods and like God tiers and all those lists, etc. Um, he posed the question because apparently this was going around BuzzFeed. I, c- I was trying to find it now, uh, but I can't find it. It was best pies. And see, this is a bit of an American thing because the thing is that I said to him, I was like, British people, you say pie, you hear meat pie, like yeah. savory pie. In America, you go pie, you go sweet pie, like blueberry apple pie, apple pie, pie blueberry yeah. pie, pecan pie, pecan pie. Let's do both there, mate. So, what would you go? So, if you, I think you have to split them into two things. But also, I said the caveat. I was like, pizza actually a pie. People call it pies, right? Yeah. And then do you say yeah. shepherd's pie, cottage pie? No, really no, pie? now you're being silly. Now you're hasn't being got silly. any pastry. Is the caveat it has to have pastry? Yeah, pastry pie, pastry like pie. A proper English okay. pastry oh. pie. Yeah. What my favourite would be... Um, so we go savoury, best and worst, sweet, best, worst. The best has just got to be... It's got to be... It's got to be just a meat pie. Like a, a, you know, <laughs> meat pie. <laughs> do you know like a, beef, a good beef like and a ale? A good like, like steak and, and ale, ale thing. Yeah, like, steak yeah. and ale pie. Yeah. And then the worst ones are probably like the fucking veggie ones, isn't it? Like mushroom and ricotta or something like that. Like you see them <laughs> all the time, like the veggie ones are shit. Like pie, no, no pie's got any business being vegetarian. It's got to have meat in it. Right? It's a pie. It's got to have meat in it. Um, that'd be my savoury one. Savory. I think I'll get the same. I'm, I'm just to have not the, the same vote as you. I'm gonna go for a, some sort of. It's got to be a gigantic Melton Mowbray uh, pork pie. Pork pie, yeah. To be yeah. fair, I think any pie, mate. They're all good, aren't they? Except <laughs> veggie ones. As just long as you've got meat, meat in ones. it. Yeah, pork pies are great. Um, yeah, go have one of those. Obviously, the Melton Mowbray ones. Um, or from yeah. Ginger Pig, absolutely incredible. Um, and then yeah, if you some sort of vegetable rubbish. Sweet, like sweet, sweet potato what? is just like pff, what's that? In a, I'm just putting. Carbs and carbs. Well, I've got to have some protein in it. It's like no, it's, it's wasting it. It's just it's just silly. Vegetable pies, peas in pies, awful. What is no. what is that about? I get real. I I am okay with chicken in pie, but when it's chicken and peas, and there's always peas in that chicken gravy, awful. I can't stand that. All right, sweet. I say apple. I just think it's a classic. See, so apparently on this tier system, like the god tier was McDonald's apple pie. Mm, I can see why. It is great. I did also say it is the hottest thing known to man. Yeah, it is it like is. molten lava when you bite into one of those bad boys. Yeah, um, you have to leave yeah. them to rest for quite a while. <laughs> um, but yeah, they are pretty good. But I'd go apple pie with. But it's the caveat is with custard. That's the only thing. Mm, yeah, okay. Mm. I'm cool with that. But but then I'd be like, is a chocolate pie? You can have chocolate pie. Is that like a chocolate tart? Is tart yeah, too? Yeah. Mm. That's yeah. I think a pie's got to have like it's got to be enclosed. I think it's got to tar's closed, not really yeah. enclosed, is it? Let's go apple pie top. Worst one. I can't stand it. It's rhubarb. Rhubarb's all right, but it's it needs custard with it, doesn't it? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not a fan of cherries when they're hot. Really, bakewell. Oh, and a bakewell tart with a glacé cherry. Worst thing ever. Not worst thing ever. <laughs> I think a hot cherry pie would not be up there for me. Hot cherry pie would be. Pecan pie is always good, Pecan but again, pie. it's not enclosed, is it? Like Sometimes. pumpkin pie, never had it. I never had it. Really no, so I don't really know. Uh, if you've got a list, let us know. 
we'll put it up in the in the group, right? So, um, yeah. So Dan's got to run to cricket because he's got one minute before we end. Tight forty-three. Cool. Amazing guys. Um, thanks to everybody's listened. We're up at one hundred and twelve ratings. Keep going on that. Um, also, for everybody who's concerned about the uh, backdating of episodes, we are down to episode seventeen. So this is 161, this episode that we just recorded. Um, absolutely barbaric when I realised we hit 160. Um, and <laughs> yeah, it's gone all the way back to 117 is back on. So And then hopefully the rest will be, I'll just put them on. That's, that should keep you going for a while if you haven't backdated your listening. It should do, yeah. <laughs> so don't cry. The first like 20 are uh, crap anyway. But also, it'd be great if the rest of the people listening could rate and review yeah. us because we know, we know how time, many mate. you are. No, no. <laughs> and also, the, the Spotify stuff's been good for us and also you can click the link straight from our instagram stories it's madness and it goes straight through it i read definitely learned that very recently (laughs) no damn tears it's like tom keeps sharing it through spot yeah because you can go the link (laughs) just ding in the top right hand corner you can just go straight to if you've got spotify just download spotify if you don't always make sure you download spotify (laughs) all right uh thanks for listening guys and we'll catch you next week